This episode is brought to you by Stratosphere.io, the best web-based research terminal for company-specific metrics like KPIs and segment revenues. The service saves time, has a beautiful interface, and has the best data visualizations on the internet for equities. Now, our favorite features are the 10 years of data with data visualizations. This includes company-specific KPIs, charts for all the financial metrics you might be interested in, and stuff specifically for that company. So for example, if you're looking at a payments company, you might have take rates, you might have GMV. If you're looking at a marketplace, you'll have GMV as well. All that good stuff that can get you updated on your research process. If you want to get started today for free, go to stratosphere.io and start utilizing the powerful research terminal. Again, that is stratosphere.io. The link is in the show notes. We hope you'll join us on there today. Welcome to Chit Chat Money. This is our Thursday deep dive episode where we interview an analyst covering a single stock in typically 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, and today we have on the show, Chris, otherwise known as From Growth to Value. He's been on the show multiple times. And we talk about a pretty interesting financial technology company, very young, uh, but they're growing quickly. And it's a pretty fascinating model called the company is called Marketa. Uh, what highlights did you have from the interview? Yeah, it was great to have Chris on again. We mentioned it, but check out potential multi-baggers if you're interested in following more of his work. And he's been on the show multiple times before. Most exciting part for me was learning about why they are so important to a lot of companies within the financial, not even financial, it's just payments value chain. You know, you have your Visas, your MasterCards, your Adians, your Stripes, your Squares, your PayPals. And why do all these companies, including all the buy now, pay later companies, a lot of crypto companies use Marketa and give them, you know, some of their revenue. And it's important because they add a ton of value-added service for card issuing. So yeah. really fascinating company to learn about. And I appreciate some of his thoughts around why it's hard to bring this in-house and how strenuous or, or painful of a process that can be and why it's not always worth the reward for a lot of these customers. And we've really only seen one example I've seen in the API, API world where a company brought it in-house, which was Uber uh, with Twilio. That's the only one I can really think of. I think he mentions that in the interview. But Yeah, I guess if anyone is kind of confused, think to start out Twilio for payments, obviously a little bit different, but it's hard to kind of get going and understand what this business is. So if you know Twilio, this is a little bit similar. All right. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Welcome to Chit Chat Money. On this show, hosts Ryan Henderson and Brett Schaefer interview industry experts and riff on the world of investing. As a quick reminder, Chit Chat Money is a CCM Media Group podcast. Ryan and Brett are also general partners at Arch Capital, and Arch Capital may have positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Anything discussed on Chit Chat Money by Ryan or Brett or any other podcast guests is not formal advice or recommendation. Now, please enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome in. Today we are joined by our friend and, gosh, five-time guest maybe, just recurring guest at this point, uh, Chris. And you may know him as From Growth to Value on Twitter or From Value or the uh, the 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 leading writer, writer contributor the, at, uh, runner, who runs at potential multi founder, CEO, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> CEO of uh, potential multi <laughs> Anyway, we, uh, we are talking about Marketa today. And 
this is probably, I would say this is a company most people have maybe heard of if you're in the investing realm, but if, if you're just a, uh, an individual investor who hasn't heard of or not involved in the fintech space, maybe this is an unheard of name. So how did you come across it? And then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get to what they do. Well, uh, you, you, you already say something um, from my answer, actually, in that way that, you know, if, if there's a new IPO, I, I usually look at it. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like some do that, that I read all of the S1. Of course, I don't have the time to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I usually want to know what the company does, more or less, uh, you know, what sector it is in, how it, how it makes money. Um, something like that. And when um, Marketa had its IPO, I, I, you know, I tried to do the same thing. And, um, um, I, you know, it, it just said all of the time, modern card issuing. And, you know, just like anybody who's not in payments, probably, and, and maybe even a lot of people in payments, you know, that, that's, that didn't say anything, that didn't ring a bell. Uh, and, you know, when I think of, when I thought about um, modern card issuing, I, I thought, well, oh, this is a, a Visa MasterCard competitor or what? Uh, well, good luck then. Bye. <laughs> um, right. So that was my initial reaction, actually, at the time of the IPO. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I kept hearing I kept uh, hearing the same thing over and over again, modern card issuing. And then several months later, I, I read a, you know, a short news blurb that said that um, um, MasterCard had partnered with uh, Marquette. And I thought, have they partnered? And then, uh, you know, I, I looked up and I saw that Visa had already partnered with Marquette since 2017. And, and uh, you know, I was really intrigued and I thought, well, probably I don't understand this modern card issuing. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't. <laughs> so I, I had to study real hard um, to, um, you know, to, to understand. And then, and then I, you know, I, I read the big chunks of their uh, S1. Um, so the S1, for people who don't know, that's uh, the, the filing that companies that have their IPO uh, you know, have to file at, at the SEC. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's always a good starting point if you, you, if you want to get to know a company. And, and I understood a bit, I, 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 you know, I can't pretend that I understood everything already from that as one even. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I understood more of it. And one of the other things that I always do is I go to my uh, podcast player and I type in the name, you know, in this case, Marketa. And I, I, I listened to several podcasts then. So hooray for podcasts. <laughs> and, that's, um, that's, our whole, that's our whole growth strategy. I think, a lot of, <laughs> I think people might be, they, they, anyone that looks up Marketa may come across this one. So yeah, 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 yeah in full yeah. circle. <laughs> well, and, and I heard an interview, I heard several interviews with, uh, you know, founder and CEO, um, Jason Gardner, but I, I also heard a very good interview with their VP of Europe, I think. Um, I think his name was Ian Johnson. And I could have, I, I could have, you know, that, that could be something else, but I'm pretty sure that I have either Ian or Johnson, right? Uh, and, and probably both. I'm, I'm not sure. But I heard an interview with him and that, that was a really great interview. And he came from, you know, he had um, 20 years of experience in, in payments. 
So he he explained everything very clearly. And I thought, well, the, this guy is great. And if he, you know, uh, Marcada is, is still peanuts in Europe, really peanuts. But if he's the head of Europe, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident. I have confidence in this guy. So I, I went back to um, to uh, Jason Gardner and then I went back to the company and read more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's uh, that's actually uh, my story. And, and that's how I got convinced about uh, about uh, marketing. So I slowly yeah. <laughs> over time. Right. Yeah. When I when I first looked at it and I saw modern card issuing, I thought this was just, you know, a company with a bunch of printers that that print physical cards. It sounds, exactly. like, it sounds like they do more than that. So do you want to talk about, um, I guess, go through what they provide to their customers and then mm-hmm. um, maybe what is prohibiting other fintech companies from copying what Marketa does? Yeah. Well, you know, I had this, I had the same reaction, you know, they're, they're just printing those cards yeah. and, and actually they don't, they do not print the cards. So uh, put that out of your head immediately, had immediately it's no way. Um, so Marketa is a B2B company. It's not a B2C company. So it's a it's business to business, not business to consumer. So you will never have direct interaction with Marketa. Uh, but maybe you have, you know, done transactions that were powered by Marketa without you knowing it. Um, so that, that that will, you know, it, it will remain probably quite unknown to the big public uh, because it's a B2B company. Um, now, modern card issue, what does that mean? Uh, it actually means that Marketa has an, uh, you know, uh, an API. So uh, uh, application programming interface, yeah. Um, and and uh, companies can use that open API to, you know, to issue a card. Now, what, what does that actually mean to issue a card? Um, it means that you can make a physical or digital card. Now, um, for example, um, you know, you have a boss and that boss sends you from, you know, Washington to, let's say, Amsterdam. Uh, you have business expenses. Now, uh, what can your boss do? Your boss can give you a tokenized car. And that means that it's on your mobile phone, for example. Uh, and then that boss can, um, you know, uh, say, for example, you can eat in those five restaurants. You can go shopping in those five stores. Um, you can only um, spend money in this area of Amsterdam and not in that one. And that card, you know, can be programmed according to those things you want. Um, so that's one example. Um, there, there are many, many others. Um, there can be a physical card as well. So, but that's not, you know, so actually you have to see that Marketa programs the card, someone else prints it then. Um, so any company can go to Marketa's website, use that API and, you know, start playing with those kind of um, uh, metrics and, and, and conditions and what have you. And for example, I don't remember which company it was, but there is a company that if you have a Marketa, if you have a card um, that is powered by Marketa, 
um, and you shop in that shop and you have um, you have shares of that company, you get a discount, for example. Oh. And, and that's that's how they they um, they um, they can do it. Or, for example, DoorDash use, uses Marketa and they um, they issue digital cards to their dashers. So the people, you know, who go and get the thing for you. Right. And and the condition is you have to buy it in that exact store at that price. If that's not the case, if you know he he asks an extra chewing gum for himself, that won't work. So those are a few examples. So that's modern card issuing. So you can you can really program that um, that card either physical or digital. Physical, you know, the plastic card, or digital, uh, in in you know all kinds of ways. And I, I'm I'm talking about uh, credit cards, but there are also debit cards. Um, they also have um, loyalty cards. Um, they, you know, you have the the same. You can program advantages like you know, like a Visa and Mastercard, etc., etc., etc. So that's that's uh, more or less um, the the answer to your first question. Now the second question is um, is a really good one. What's keeping other fintech companies from copying? Now that was one of the things that I, you know, struggled with initially as well because I thought, well, you know, it's just it's just an API. It can be that hard, but it is because you know uh, payments are extremely, extremely complicated. There are about a dozen, um, you know parties involved uh, with one transaction and um, each uh, maybe not each but several of those are very very complicated because they have been stitched together for um, you know decades and decades often and um, now what happens if if you if you um, you know it's, it's still just before I, I continue, it's still very early in this game. So now, um, suppose that, you know, no, first let me explain the complexity. So the complexity, for example, uh, Marketa started in the UK. It had to do 18 months of compliance work. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking, you know, in between other things. No, that, that was really a, a focus. Um, 18 months of very complex um, you know, things just to be compliant. Now, um, if someone else would do this, let's say, for example, PayPal. Now, um, or, or Square, let's take Square. Square is their, is their biggest customer. Uh, we, we will probably come back to that. Um, and um, Square and, and, and um, their acquisition, uh, so Afterpay, both use Marketa. So by, by now, PayLater is very often a firm as well, very often powered by Marketa as well. Mm. What happens if you, if you look at, um, at Square, for example, Square has a, you know, um, uh, a total revenue in the last quarter, about 4 billion. Um, and um, Marketa had about, I think, 160 million, something like that. Now, if you if you think of um, and, and and about 60 percent, 60, 65 percent was from, uh, you know, square block. Um, 
Now, that's about 100 million. That's a drop in the bucket for, uh, for Square. Um, and, and that's their biggest customer by far. That's about 2.5%, something like that, of Square's revenue. And I'm just talking about what they would, you know, what they would save on that. Um, it's, you know, it's very complicated to achieve, as I said. So that means that Square would have to invest much more than it would cost them, um, you know, to do it themselves. Um, so, or not to, you know, to, that it would cause them to outsource it to Marketa. That's what I mean. So Square doesn't have an incentive to, to bring it in-house because it's, you know, it, it means nothing. It means nothing to them because what could they save? Uh, although, you know, let's, let's take 100 million, you know, they could maybe save 10 million because the rest would go into compliance issues. And, and, and those 10 million would be after years of investments. So it means nothing. Um, but because uh, Marketa is really, um, you know, only focused on this and it aggregates not just Square, but other services as well, because of the scale, it can, you know, it, it can do something that, for an individual company um, would not really work. Now, suppose that PayPal or Square would say, let's, let's take Square. Oh, we're taking this in-house. They could not go, you know, I don't, you know, just think of PayPal, for example. PayPal would not say, oh, Square, I'm interested in that because Square could see every single transaction on PayPal. And, you know, all those payment companies want to keep their own data for themselves because they, they, they generate a, a lot of uh, insight. So those are actually the two main things why someone else, it, you know, cannot really do it. Now, um, of course, Marketa has a head start to, you know, if, if, I, if you would say, you know, someone new, someone completely new, that is possible, but it would take years and years and years. Um, to build out something like that. And of course, you have to have trust as well. Um, and, and, you know, Marketa has built that trust over time. Uh, you know, a new player would have to start from scratch and would have to go to, through, you know, so much administration. And of course, uh, you know, the technical side, but I think that that part is the easiest part. Um, uh, but the, the compliance is, is, you know, huge. And, and Jason Gardner already had a lot of experience in, in, in this area before he started uh, Marketa. If you're listening to this ad right now, we know you're already a listener to our show. But for our avid listeners, we've also started a paid membership service called Chit Chat Money Plus that extends beyond just our podcast. Every Tuesday, subscribers get access to one not-so-deep-dive research episode that covers everything you need to know about a company. You also get an email newsletter with our written show notes, important charts, a transcript of each show, and access to our Chit Chat Money research files. Chit Chat Money Plus costs $5 a month. You can subscribe directly through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or if you listen on another platform, click the link in the show notes to go through the simple steps of signing up. If you're a regular listener to the show, we think the membership will provide tons of additional value. On top of the stock research episodes, members will get one Arch Capital Fund episode a month where we outline why we bought, sold, or continue to hold a stock in the Arch Capital Investment Fund, along with shows on our broader investment strategy. 
Sign up and become a Chit Chat Money Plus subscriber today. We can't wait for you to join our community. All right. Reminds me a lot of Twilio, although it's a little bit different markets, but I kind of, yeah, yeah. I think, I think people get the gist here. Now let's move into some of the numbers to give some context here. And you go through Marquette's unit economics. How do they generate revenue? Um, where are their costs coming from? And I guess they, they do a ton of payment volume. So maybe give some reference for listeners there as well. Yeah, I'm not sure I haven't checked it, but I, I, if I remember well, it, it was something like 40. Well, you, 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 have, you have several numbers, but um, I, I think it was about uh, 40 billion in total payment volume per quarter. Um, so that, that's quite a bit. Now, uh, Marquette shaves off, I, I think it's about uh, 75 uh, you know, uh, or 0.75% um, or 75 basis points of every transaction. If I remember well, this this is from the top of my head, but it's it's a very low number. It's something like that. So, um, yeah. Well, did you want to say something or? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so it's, it's something like that. And... Um, you know that's that's their that's their revenue model. So uh, every transaction on the platform that goes through that API, and by the way, you're completely right. This is this really feels like the 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 version of Twilio for payments. Um, you know, you take a very old fashioned, um, you know, very very not tech. Um, um, you know, industry, and you 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 drag it into the 21st century. You know, and you are the intermediate player between the you know between tech and between the old infrastructure, which is still there, and and the old payments infrastructure. You know, days from the 60s, and then you know stitched together part by part by part by part. So you know, if if you if you have to do that yourself, just like Twilio, I mean, if you have to go to through those, you know, telecom providers, it's it's very hard. It's much easier to just go to Twilio and pay them a bit. And the same goes with Marketa. So that's their revenue model. So um, now their unit economics at this moment, um, you know, they, they have, a, a you know, a gross profit margins of about 45 to 50%. And that won't go that much higher because just like, most other players in in um, in payments, they 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 have other pay uh, you know players in the market that they have to pay you know usually the same guys Visa Mastercard <laughs> um, they're everywhere and um, and that's why you know it won't be that much higher in the future maybe just a little bit but you shouldn't expect eighty percent or so now um, Visa and Mastercard give incentives to Marketa for volume. So if they have certain thresholds or they, they reach certain thresholds, they get, you know, um, probably a rebates or something like that. And, um, um, you know, you'll see that, uh, and that then, then it probably will be a, a 50% quarter and they will have a, a bigger earnings beat. <laughs> so um, um, now, their biggest cost. So cost of revenue is about, you know, 50, 55%. 
And then, of course, it's a young tech company. So what do you think is their biggest cost? Sales. <laughs> so um, as GNA, uh, sales general, uh, general and administrative is about 70% of revenue. So if you add that up, so uh, 50% and, uh, you know, uh, 70%, that's uh, 120% of revenue. That means that they lose about 20% of um, the revenue that they bring in. Now, uh, before you, you, you say that is a disaster, um, you know, in the last quarter, they had revenue of about 160 million. 20% of that is 32 million. Um, so that's what they lost, basically. Um, now they have 1.7 billion on the on the balance sheet and no debt. So that means that I, you know, <laughs> I looked it up. Um, you know, uh, that means that they can go on for 53 more quarters like that. So that's that's about 30. That's more than 30 years. Plenty so that burn, that plenty of burn that, rate. Yeah, yeah, th that won't be a problem. So um, before they run out of money, you know, uh, it's it's already, um, you know, <laughs> we are already much older, right? So that's that's basically, um, um, you know, how you you should think about this. Now they're pretty close to free cash flow uh, positivity, but you know, not there yet. Uh, probably. That will be the case for um, was it 2022 or 2023? Um, not sure. Um, you know that includes a bit of uh, you know stock-based compensation, of course, as well. Um, you always have to factor that in with young uh, tech companies. It's it's not excessive. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's not a, you know, something that you know. <laughs> Your your mouth drops so, um, but it's 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 uh, you know it's something to to look at, um, you know that's uh, and and their free cash flow will probably grow quite fast in the coming years. So that's um, more or less uh, you know how you should think about a company. What do you think? Let's let's play this out to maturity and it's a mature business. What do you think it's Profit margins could be at at that stage, like it's, it's now, let's say free cash flow profit margins. Free cash flow margins. Well, I think it's it's hard. It's always hard to tell because those uh, those sales are you know how much it, you know. Suppose they they bring down the 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 spending on sales. How much influence does that have on demand? That's a very hard question to answer. Um, I think in, in theory. Again, it's it's this is just you know, you know, throwing out something. I think 25-30 percent is possible, um, but it, you know, I'm not I'm I'm not sure. I don't have any actual evidence to right. you know to say that. It's just my you know educated guess. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right. right. And the, like you mentioned, they're growing extremely fast right now. At least I forget when they IPO. All their public filings have just shown really, really quick revenue growth. I'm curious is it just going to be payment volume that drives the growth here? Or is there anything else that, um, you know, are going to be the, from your point of view, you're kind of excited about um, in owning this company, about where their growth is going to come from? I'll also add, uh, is, do you feel like it's going to be a lot of new customers that drive growth or is it just like growing with your existing base? It will be, uh, you know, I think there will be three things that will contribute to, to growth. Um, existing customers, for sure. Um, and, and you see that there was a year in which they didn't add any new customer, but their, um, you know, um, um, the, they, they generated, I, I think, 96% more revenue without any single extra customer. So now that, sorry? It's a lovely business model. Yeah, it is, it is. So, and that was of course with, uh, uh, that was um, 2020, I think, um, with uh, by now pay later, which exploded. Um, so that that is part of their revenue. Um, you will see new applications uh, coming from new customers indeed. Um, like for example, and I know it's it's not like that much right now, but but crypto, they were the ones who who issued the the Coinbase crypto card, so that you could use uh, crypto to pay in your you know local Walmart, so to speak. Um, th- they were the ones behind that, and um, there will be plenty of new opportunities coming there. So new customers, um, new opportunities. Uh, so existing customers with more payment volume, um, new customers, and then new applications that they will bring to the market. Those yeah. three will drive growth. Makes sense. Uh, what do you think is, well, I, w- I want to talk about the block as a customer. And we kind of already mentioned it. It's a huge customer forum. I think it was 70% of revenue I got Last the card. Year? I got the card. I think I'm a. I think I'm uh, helping drive payment volume. Yes, yeah. thank you very much, Brett. <laughs> and it probably. I mean, it probably won't. It'll probably stay a big customer for them too, since they just they'll be ingesting afterpay, which is another one of uh, Marquetta's uh, clients, customers, whatever you want to call it. Yep. I guess. Do you? You kind of mentioned it, but does that worry you at all? That 
it, it's kind of the million dollar question because it's such a huge chunk of their revenue, but does it worry you at all to have that much concentrated now, one customer? Of course, if, if you have such a huge chunk of revenue coming from one customer, you, you should always be worried. I mean, just putting that aside is, is you know, a bit foolishly um, or a bit foolish. And, and you know, so, yeah, I, I mean, that was my biggest concern um, for Marketa or, you know, it still is because I have already explained my my train of thought for 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 block uh, now what you see is that um the dependence on uh, on block came down you know quite fast quarter after quarter <laughs> and that of course came after pay and then it was up again to 65 percent so um but um sure i mean i i think that you should pay attention to that and and i really had to go through those numbers to to realize that you know, for 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 Square, it, it you know, you know, it, it would save them maybe ten million dollars um, over, you know, probably in 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 five years or so only, uh, because they, um, you know, that that's how long it would take to set this up. Um, so it's it's not worth it. Now, of course, suppose that um, block keeps growing so fast and that it, it becomes more you know viable for them to take it in-house then you know then marketa has a problem you know you have to be honest about that um now at this moment you know that their um their non-block revenue grows faster than their block revenue which still grows very fast as well and that's what you want to see um so i i you know it was almost 70 percent uh it was down to somewhere like 57 percent and then came after pay and was back at 65 percent so you know I, I i want to go that i want to see go down uh, i want to see that revenue uh dependence go down over time sure what uh that makes sense and it's and it's so hard to like get a no one i don't think anyone has any insight on whether it's like because the contract ends in like 2023 right but they keep renewing it so mm -hmm. I, I think, think it's 24 but i'm not sure 24. it could be 23 as well they also recently i was just scrolling through their press releases and they want a partnership to help power payments for a transit system in new south wales which i thought looks kind of cool um do you think that that can be a meaningful vertical for them? I know they can pretty much apply to any vertical, but I guess what did you take away from that uh, announcement? I, I, yeah, I, I really like that one. Um, public transport, if you look at it, um, I'm not sure how that is over there, but I've seen quite a bit. Uh, you know, I've been to the states, and and what I saw in New York, especially, I, I thought it's just the same as here in Europe. I mean, it's it's you know it's let's let's be friendly. It's not exactly the 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 highlight of modern technology, right? Right. <laughs> so um, you know, if you if you if you go to public transport, if you go to uh, parking services, um, you know the the payments are very often still archaic and and you know you can be happy that you can use your plastic cards um uh 
uh, and, but you, you can only do mostly you can only do that you know on site and and um you know it's it's so much easier if you just have something on your phone and you know um you can pay all the tr all the parts of your trip on public transport all at once um through one single application and that's actually what marketa is powering right now um they 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 work um um you know in in, uh, in australia there um now um they um it's it's some sort of app um they, they work together with a partner and marketa is is the you know the payments side of that app and it would integrate everything and that i think i mean no nobody's against that i i guess and um and because you know Marcada is so much in the background and has these partnerships with all kinds of or integrations i should say with all kinds of payments it, it will be extremely easy um to to pay for your public transport and i think it, that's just one of the examples that uh, i mentioned that there will be new applications that we don't think about right now um that will spring up and then, oh yeah that's a good idea and oh that that seems great as well and i think we will see that over time and 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 probably will you know i wondered why hasn't anyone done that before um and 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 probably we'll see much more of this uh over time right and it's a giant market it's a good example of again i come back to twilio but it is pretty analogous here the build it once, they build this infrastructure once, and now they can apply it to a ton of different organizations or companies that um, will, I don't know how robust the technology department is in the New South Wales transit system, but I don't think they'd be able to replicate what Marquette has got. Again, it just seems like a very uh, plug and play thing. Yeah, it, the it is. Or, go ahead. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just using the API and, and that's about it. So it's it's indeed, it's quite simple and, and Twilio is a perfect uh, comparison. Okay. Okay, let's move into management. I'm always fascinated during the interviews to hear what people think because when we're researching the company, it's kind of hard to get a grip uh, just doing a, you know, a couple of days of research or something like that. So you mm -hmm. said you listened to Jason Gardner a lot. Thoughts on him? How important is he to your investment thesis? Uh, very important, and um, I, I like him a lot. Um, he has had uh, two previous companies. Um, I don't remember exactly what the first one was. It, it has something to do with um, collecting rentals, rental money um, in you know. Um, uh, for, uh, uh, real estate, remember. real estate. Yeah. Um, uh, and and then you know um, he, his second company had to do with payments, and you know in that second company there were seven founders, and um, you know the the company was sold actually because you know they they couldn't agree on anything anymore, and that's why he he started. He's one of, of the very few uh, single founders uh, that are, of companies that I know. He's the only founder. And uh, and CEO, uh, and and from the start, I'm, I I think he did uh, a great job in collecting. I would say, or assembling is a better word, a great team around him. And um, 
all people like I, I talked about uh, angels and and there are quite a, a bit of people with a lot of experience uh, in payments for decades who are working at Marketa. And that comes, of course, because uh, Jason Gardner already was in payments. And, um, you know, lots of people seem to think highly of him. And, um, you know, he already got a network. And that's that's how he could. Uh, and he, he, also, he also sees himself. He, he says, I'm an athlete. I am an athlete in that way that I have to uh, use a coach. Um, so he, he's very open that he uses um, business coaches and, and life coaches. And he says, I, I'm constantly training myself to get a better and better CEO. And what you see is that, uh, you know, uh, Marketo actually started out um, very small. And um, one of their very first customers was Facebook. And uh, Facebook uh, wanted some kind of reward program uh, that you could give as, as a gift for somebody's birthday or something like that. Uh, but, you know, the program, and that was powered by Mark Heather. And But the program never really was a success. And after a few years, you know, Facebook stopped it. And of course, their, their single biggest client was away. And, uh, you know, that means that you, you, you go, go through... Uh, you know, a tough spot. And um, um, he, he was very clear. Uh, and he said, you know, I, you know, I've looked at this and we can make it. Um, we will all have to earn 30% less. But because you, you all have to earn 30% less, you know, I'm taking a bigger cut. And I, I, I really like that. I mean, as a CEO, he could have just said, oh, I mean, I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm just firing, uh, you know, several people and, you know, I'm keeping my pay and those people that, who can stay can, can be paid the same. But no, he, he wanted really, he wanted his team and they got through and, and that, you know, really ties that team together, that core team of, you know, most of them have quite a high, high function right now. And, they, you know, they've been through that. And they, if you, if you, if you hear Ian Johnson, I really would, um, advise everyone to to look that up that interview um there are pro there are two i think and and both are great um so if you if you look up marketa iron johnson you you'll find it um and then um you know if if you hear him he came he came in later and he said you know i you know i was in a meeting and um i had to sell this and you know five six people came in and they started listening to me and i was giving a presentation and i was talking about the api and it says two people just opened their laptop and started working i thought oh my god i already lost them and then um he says just five minutes later or ten minutes later two thumbs up to the other people and the other people say all right we'll do it and those two people of course were developers who looked at um, uh, marketa's sandbox where you can just try it out and um they say wow this is great and 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 nine johnson said well this is going to be the easiest job ever that i have done in payments now going back to jason garner if you if you 
if you hear him talk on conference calls, if in interviews, then I would really, um, you know, uh, you know, I would really advise everyone to listen to it, to his interviews. Um, he really, uh, he, he, you, you have you have several types of, of of CEOs in my, you know, in my opinion. You have the um, the people like Steve Jobs who are, you know, incredibly talented who have always been special from the start, who were, you know, maybe even a bit socially awkward. Um, and then you have, you know, people like, like um, Jason Gardner, who, who, who actually started out as, you know, a, a, a very simple guy who loved, who loved sports and, and who worked his way up and who by, you know, by working hard, not just, you know, working hard, putting in many hours, but working hard on, on himself got better and better and better. And he says, I still have to get better and better because if Marquetta becomes bigger, I have to be prepared and I have to be there. And, you know, you have several other, uh, you know, CEOs like that as well, who grow together with their company, uh, who maybe were not, you know, the visionary from the start, but who, you know, who can lead their company by seeing the, f the next few steps ahead. And, um, and, and, you know, in the end, he did something that nobody else has done, which is still pretty much. And he, he, he actually started the company because he, he uh, went out eating with a friend, um, something Asian. And, um, and that, that friend had a, a group on. Uh, you know, uh, voucher. And he said, well, you're the, you're the, you're the payments guy. Why don't you put all those things on a card? That would be much easier than printing out everything. And that's, that's how it started. Um, so the very first, you know, thing that uh, Marquetta was, was, uh, you know, some sort of card to put, you know, discounts on something like that. And from and 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 he said, you know, I I I know why nobody else had done that. It was extremely complicated. And as a as a payments nerd, he had to work very 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 hard for months and months to even see a solution. So um, that's a bit the uh, the backstory out there. Yeah, it sounds sounds like an impressive sort of figure founder, and I believe he still owns a big chunk of the company. Uh, or at least a big chunk of the voting power. Uh, how do you think both. about what was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Both, both. <laughs> how do you think about valuation for Marquetta? It's obviously a young business. And I think, I think we can picture the growth, but you know, how mm -hmm. do you balance that with the valuation? Sure. I mean, I, I think that right now it, it trades at a, a price to sales ratio of something like eight and a half. Um, of course, you cannot judge this company on a PE. You cannot judge it on a price to free cash flow. Um, you, you have to look at, at what comes in the future. And if I invest, I, I always try to invest for the next 10 years, 20 years. Um, and I can, you know, if you, if you look at, at, at several studies, you see that quality revenue growth is the, you know, the, the most important element in long-term stock appreciation. Now, uh, 
the both are important revenue growth but quality revenue growth and quality revenue growth um you know th- there are several implications there but uh one of them is of course uh, the unit economics um and those will have to get better at marketa of course uh I, I don't think that will be a big problem um I, as i said free cash flow will start soon and grow fast for uh, you know quite a ba- quite a while because this is a company that really needs scale to be profitable and it's it, you know it's still very early you know by now pay leader i mean probably 3 years ago most people hadn't heard about it um and and that's something that you you know by now pay later by the way is you, you can you can talk about a firm you can talk about klarna afterpay or whatever or you could just pick the the picks and shovels company behind all of them and that is marketa and um and you have that for several other um you know big trends as well now coming back to the valuation um i think that this is a company that you know usually if you if you use a discounted cash flow um you have a terminal end rate of you know 2% or some something like that for marketa i don't think this this is even realistic after 10 years it will not grow at 2% or 3% or so it will still grow at you know 20 25 maybe 30% revenue because this is still so early and it, you know if you if you do a discounted cash flow um with of course very uncertain projections that's that's a fact um i i think that at this moment it, it could be seriously undervalued now again that 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 will totally depend on their execution of course but you know you you come at probably around uh, you know depends a bit on your numbers but 28 to 30 a share so right now it's at you know what is it 9 and a, and and 9.8 something like that so um i think i think um if you are a patient long term investor and you don't freak out if um if um if the stock price moves without um the fundamentals of the business being impacted uh i i i think this could be a a great uh investment for the long term all right for the short, for the short term i you know i i cannot predict that maybe it go, it goes you know it was at 7 just a few weeks ago or so i mean that could could happen again and i actually i wouldn't care so <laughs> i i know a lot of people do but i don't because because you know my investment horizon is always long and that's not because the market is down it has a, you can listen to those you know three or four times that I wasn't here before when the markets were up um you know i said the same thing uh, i see um i see a lot of people who think that they are long term investors you know until the stock market crashes and then uh, then they they start scrambling for their money <laughs> Right. Of course, the the bull market, the bear market will definitely test whether you're truly a long-term investor. All right. One question I think myself I had and a lot of listeners probably had is if this is a company that is just a take rate on a lot of payment volume, why invest in Marketa instead of Visa and MasterCard? I guess I have a follow up there too, but any thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh I have 
I have an investment in Visa Mark, uh, MasterCard in my what I call my legacy portfolio. My legacy portfolio is a portfolio I don't add to anymore for several years because I started my uh, potential multibaggers future fund, as I call it. Uh, it's, it's just my own per- personal fund, so not a fund for someone else. Um, but um, you know, and it's it's um, I started it. Uh, for my subscribers so that they can see um, <laughs> that they can see that I'm down as well, just like them at this moment, right? I started it in July 2021. 20, so, I mean, of course, I, I'm down something like 35% or so. And, and that's good. I mean, if you, if you are a long-term investor, you should, you should, um, you know, you should want lower prices. Uh, of course, as long as the company um, keeps executing, and and of course that the you know I have picked losers just like uh, everybody else, just like you know Warren Buffett. If you have sixty percent winners and forty percent losers, you have a, a great batting average. So um, um, that's that's something that people you know often seem to forget. Now, uh, again, so in my legacy portfolio, there is Visa, there is Mastercard. Um, why would you why would you uh, invest well it, it you don't have to i mean it's your personal choice of course uh but you if if marketo works out it will um you know it will be a much bigger winner uh than uh, mascara and visa if you know if if what i say is true and over the next 10 years it averages you know 25 26 27 percent revenue growth now if you if you if just the valuation would stay exactly the same and they have 20 percent revenue growth um that will mean that you have a 10x you will not have that on on uh, mastercard and visa of course uh, the probability of mastercard and visa being there in uh, 2032 is much higher than uh, marketa of course it could could be acquired maybe it could be um you know it could go out of business that's always a possibility um you, you're never sure i mean from everything that i have seen everything looks good but you know you never know what comes out of a, a dark hole right um or a dark corner so um, that's that's um you know that's a bit uh, why you should invest in Marketa. Um, it, it has huge upside, um, even at, at, at these lower prices. If it, if it would just remain the same valuation, um, I mean, you, you can you can see a, a 10x, even if valuation would go down, of course, because uh, that, that that's often what you see. You could see uh, outsized returns. All right, last question here. What do you think the biggest risk is with Marketa? Well, we already talked about it as an investment a bit, but just right now, what are the biggest risks as a business? Like, are there any other competitors out there? Is there anyone that wanted to take them in-house? Like you mentioned, I know you said it was tough, but just any risk for Marketa as a business to stop growing? Yeah, for for every business there are there are risks, um, especially if they're smaller like uh, like Marketa. Now, are there any competitors? Um, not really. I mean, there could be some smaller companies that I don't really know of yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure there there are uh, some. There is some smaller private company that tries 
to build the same thing. Um, but I'm, I'm not really aware of them. Um, now, uh, taking it in-house is always a risk. I mean, we have seen that you, you referenced, you know, Twilio and, you know, Uber was one of their big customers and it, it took it in-house as well. Uh, even though it, you know, it was, um, you know, quite complicated as well. So that is a risk. You, you know, you should be blind uh, about that. Um, uh, valuation. I mean, uh, if you, if you, um, if you are scared of a fifty percent drop, that's still possible, even after it has already gone down. Um, what is it? Seventy percent or so? Seventy-five, maybe. Uh, it could still go down another 50%. That's that's always possible with uh, uh, high growth uh, companies because valuations are, um, you know, are based on on the future. And if people that the future looks grimmer, um, you know, uh, than they previously thought, that could bring down valuation. So if people think, oh, a recession is coming, you know, you can be sure that, of course, not just Marketa, but all the rest will uh, will will go down as well, but definitely, um, you know, companies that lose money like like Marketa. Um, so, of course, there there are always risks uh, involved with investing. That's that's also why we can have outsized returns uh, because of the risks. And um, I'm I'm not a big proponent of uh, you know high high risk high reward because that's not always true. You can have, you know. You can lower the the risk by uh, you know investigating by research you know by by with with information, um, but you know of course that there this is not this is not uh, your apple right <laughs> this is uh, more speculative than um, you know those big boys out there. All right, I even even though they they work with the big boys, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not qu- quite as uh, entrenched as maybe Visa or MasterCard, but I don't know if any fintech, I, I don't know of a whole lot of companies that are. So uh, I think that's all the questions we have for listeners that uh, want to keep up with you. Where is the best place to do that? Well, you can go to Twitter at FromValue and you can go to Seeking Alpha and uh, there you can find uh, From Growth to Value or Potential Multibag is my service on uh um, on uh, Seeking Alpha. There's a two-week free trial. Um, easy to cancel if you don't like it. You can read everything. I just want uh, subscribers that are, you know, happy to pay and not, you know, feeling locked in. So, um, yeah, that's, um, that's it's a, there's always a, a two-week free trial um, for people who want to see what I have to offer. Right. And multiple, not maybe at least one write up a week, right? Or at least one, uh, something sent your inbox. Oh, yeah. Uh, if it's a calm week, it's three articles a week. If it's a bit busier, then it's seven or eight articles a week. So, uh, wow. All right. Well, I yeah. think that's going to do it. Uh, we'll also link to, uh, all, all the resources that he just mentioned in the show notes, if you want to click on those. But I want to end with a disclosure here. So Brett and I are not financial advisors. Anything we say or discuss here on Chit Chat Money is not formal advice or recommendation. We are, however, general partners at Arch Capital. So clients may have positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Chris, for coming on the show again. This was fun. We will see you all next time. 